Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media My guest media today is Betsy Cerullo, who is an author James and a leadership and business expert. Twitter, and today's episode, she talks about her book, Shake It I'm Off Leadership, Achieving Success Instagram, Through the Eyes of Our Labels. This book will empower and teach any leader the skills, wisdom, sure and strength to successfully create or grow a business while ensuring a balance and personal fulfillment. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you, James. Pleasure to be here. I am really looking forward to this. I was really inspired when I saw your book. It was actually the pitch that was given to me because you've gone through so many things in your life. And many of us can say we have had that as well, but yours is very specific in the, in the sense that you were called many things. You were, you felt like you were very different or you were different than perhaps the people with whom you grew up. And with that though, instead of it being a stumbling block, you turned it into a stepping stone. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your backstory, how that was created and how you've taken that, those skills and be able to launch yourself into the amazing person you are today. But before we get started, I want to show this to all my viewers here. And for my listeners as well, this book is Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels. This is what it looks like. So when you purchase it on Amazon or your favorite bookstore, there it is. You will be able to see exactly what it looks like. But I highly endorse this already. So all of my listeners, I'm looking forward to you reading it and sending us some reviews. So Betsy, tell us some of your backstory. So give us some of those that insight as far as what happened for you that you felt so different and how that launched you into the person you are today. Well, James, um, being, being gay in a large Italian family was uh, a little challenging. And I love my family. Yeah, I love my family. And I, you know, I came out in the 80s when it wasn't as easy as it it, mm. some, it can be today. Sure. So it wasn't readily accepted. Uh, my mother also treated, treated my brothers, you know, loved us all, but my brothers had other privileges or, you know, <laughs> my sister, yeah, my sister and I were just our were held to a different standard. So yeah. I'm half Latin. So I know that my sister said the same thing. I'm the baby. And I'm like, okay, I get everything. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see, you know, here's another label. I'm the baby too. And my yeah. older, one of my older brothers thinks, well, you just got special treatment because you were the baby. Well, you know, we all have different perceptions. <laughs> of course. So, Ours is right though. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, then coming out, uh, discovering I was gay, it was different. And, you know, my mom tended to be uh, controlling. And um, so it was always a game of go in the go back in the closet, come out of the closet. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So then there got to be a point probably in my 30s when I said, Ma, enough. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you're either going to accept it or you're not. not, And I'm going to have to live with whatever your choice is, as you have to live with mine. Sure. Well, yours obviously so, wasn't a choice. It's who you were, but that was a little right, different. That was right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I think people think it's a, it, it's a choice. And for, I'd say 99% of us, it's not, it's who we mm-hmm. are. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Growing up and hearing, you know, being, feeling different, just ostracized potentially from just society in general, because in the eighties coming out, that was very different, especially with the AIDS epidemic and everything that was going on. It was just such a tumultuous time for the gay community. When you compared yourself to perhaps some of your peers 
Um, but knew your skill sets, knew what you were good at, but didn't have those labels identify for you. What was the difference between the labels that were put on you versus the labels you put on yourself? Hmm. Well, I can tell you the labels put on me, Mm -hmm. all of them were relatively the same. It, Mm -hmm. they made it made me work harder because, you know, when you, when in my professional life, the the water cooler conversation or the or the jokes you'd walk into i certainly would you know back then i didn't have the the same level of maturity so i would laugh along because i wanted to join in so whereas now i would say something but you know i i hid that 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 part um and i worked harder because i mean i was always a hard worker but i worked harder because God forbid the label of being gay slipped out. I wanted to be one of the highest performing employees mm. in the company because that, that would secure my spot, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so makes that's sense. How I how, worked with it. Yeah. How did you know that you had this affinity or this skill set for leadership and business development? It, you know, it started back in high school. I played sports. Uh, I was either a captain or a co-captain of whatever team that I was on. And you just, you just learned. And I, you know, I, I came from a, a, a small high school, so I don't want to, uh, I don't want the listeners to think that <laughs> I was, the, I was a captain of a team of this large school. No, it was a small, <laughs> yeah, it was a small school, but you're, you know, yeah. you're taught to be a leader and you're taught to how to be on a team to get your team to win. So yeah. that was embedded in me pretty early on. Yeah. And so and that's, it's always neat. It yeah. Cause it's always neat when you, when you reflect on that, because sometimes we we're just born with something and we don't really have a name for it. I don't really know what it is. And then all of a sudden we're like, someone can label that for well, label that or tell us this is what your gift is. We're like, Oh, I really had no idea, but we just naturally do it. So that's one thing I want my, my listeners and viewers to really think about is, you have a natural thing within you. You may not have a name for it, but when you think about what do you enjoy doing the most? And so what, what are you just good at or people are drawn to you for? Or what are you known for? Then that's probably the skill set you have and you can build anything you want around that. But it's just being mindful of what is it that I really do or what do people come to me for? And that's usually what we do, what we fall into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good problem solver. It's just when you've been in business a really long time, I just have a really quick mind to, to come up mm-hmm. with a solution. And, you know, sometimes when there's a problem, you have time to really think through good strategy. And then sometimes you have to just make a decision yeah. and you have to trust in that decision. And again, over time, that confidence in myself and that trust got stronger and stronger. Wow. What happened for you that all of a sudden you... We're like, you know what? I have a book I need to write. I need the world to know. So once again, showing this book here, the Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels with Betsy Cirillo. What was it it, about this book that you're like, no, I have to write this. What was the impetus for that? And what drew you to this? Well, over the past 10 years, a lot of changes happened for me. I had Mm -hmm. uh, two of my older brothers died suddenly of heart attacks, Mm -hmm. like a year and a half. Thank you. A year and a half apart. That really shook me. Uh, I also, um, you know, I shifted away from a toxic business partnership and the company just exploded in a great way after I took that step to change the relationship. And I think to my sobriety, I've been sober over seven years. I just have this um, 
clarity. And, you know, when you're on the other side of some whatever addiction one might have, you can Mm. you can see certain things clearer and you don't realize how much you carry with you to overcome that. Uh, So I I just feel in inside much better and much stronger as a result of some of the challenges that I was faced with. Congratulations and all that's, that's super, it's, it's very, very um, inspiring as well. You know, I know we all have something, but I think at the end of the day, it's when we really have that introspection and that time of reflection to see, yeah, maybe I'm carrying something more than I realized. And so unfortunately mm-hmm. that can, like you said, it, it can really cause us to not fully walk into the skill set that we have. One of my favorite quotes is divided waters lose force. And so when we are engaged in something, and so if we have, if our mind is focused on something different or our life is just flooded with all these things, unfortunately that divided waters aspect, we aren't able to fully accomplish the things in an expeditious and very successful way because we do have Mm -hmm. perhaps all that that emotional baggage or some of those labels that have been put on us that are very limiting. And unfortunately when that happens, we can never fully achieve or reach our highest potential because we allow other situations or people to dictate what that looks like. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I find um, even when you said emotional baggage, sometimes when my my mind gets cluttered with so many thoughts and that that frenetic energy Mm -hmm. that happens in business when you're when you're running a business or you're you're part of uh, you know, a team and you have deliverables everything life is consumed you know when i write proposals i you know i wake up in the middle of the night oh let me fix this let me fix Mm -hmm. and i but i catch myself and and i get stressed but i know enough that now i know how to slow down uh calm my mind uh you know go for a run i'm a i'm a a jogger that's something too i picked back up over over the in the past 10 years i ran two half marathons um I'm hoping to run another one this year just to show myself that at 60, I can still do it. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> still, yeah, I still got it. Um, but I but I know to, to calm my mind because I can't think clearly when I've got so many different things, I'll start to misfire. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's important because it, it is good to know that you know, sometimes people see us on the, on perhaps this side of the mic, that side of the mic and like, oh my gosh, you know, Betsy's kids does it all or James, whatever. But when we really think about it, we, we get stressed out just like everybody else. I know yeah. I do. <laughs> when things happen, there's so many things that happen. And so I'm like, okay. But what I always do is ask myself, James, when did you, when did you feel stressed out before? So the situation, current situation may be different, but when, mm-hmm. when was another time you felt this frenetic stress? And so when I think back on that, I can immediately say, well, what did I do that worked? And what did I do that didn't work? Yeah. So yeah. what do I do to help me that work to help reduce the, the anxiety or the stress and let me engage in that. So you don't have to reinvent mm-hmm. the wheel. But if we in the moment, we're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? We forget we have all this life and all these data points to say, this is what I can do. This is what always works for me. Running works for you. Boom. I can go for a run mm-hmm. if it's, if I have the time for it. If I don't have the time right. for it, there's something else I can do. So it's always right. good to reflect on your past because your past always give you an indication of what you can do in the moment. And once you can reduce the emotions, then you can focus on yes. problem solving or solution. Yeah. And, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, there's times when I'll ask people professionally or, or my friends, when we're talking about something stressful, I'll say, okay, when was a time in your life recent or, or in the past that you felt really good? 
what was going on for you? What were you doing? And I have that person, because I'm also an executive coach. So I have that person reflect Mm. back to that time to say, okay, what can you do? It may not be the exact thing. Even if it was 20 years ago, you're a different person. Mm. What do you think you can do to recreate that joyful feeling with what, with what you have now? So, because a lot of times it's, oh, the stress, the stress. Okay. So when do you feel at your best? When did you feel really good? You know, when, when Mm -hmm. were you in, when you're, if you're in a relationship, when did you feel at your best in that relationship? And you try to, to, to bring that to the future. Anchor them back to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's times that my wife and I, you know, we've been together, uh, 23 years. So there's times, thank you. There's times like all relationships, you are faced with some kind of challenges, but you know, yes. we know enough cause we've done a lot of inner work that will say, okay, at what, when did we feel like at our best or when are we happiest? Yeah. Then we're like, okay, yeah. When we have date night. Okay. Why do you, haven't we had date night? Not a good reason. Let's have date night. And then, we, yeah. you know, it's little things that you start to put back into place that make you feel enlivened again. And, you know, it's, I always tell people it's, it's, it's kind of it's similar, but it's not like I, I can see my house right now. I'm not in studio. I'm actually in my house. And, you know, I, if I'm going through something really difficult, the way I always check to see, because sometimes I just don't realize, you know, like all of us, we just get caught up in things and just don't realize it. But if I look around my house, and I'm like, oh my God, it looks like some, someone's robbed my house. It's all in disarray. But a lot of that has to do with when you get, when a person gets so caught up in their brain and their thoughts, they don't take that energy and do their daily activities of just picking up and making sure their, their cleanliness level is the same level. And so, so if we're get, if we're too emotive and lost in our head, all of that, your environment will, ex, will show that because it becomes cluttered or in disarray. So it's always a really good way to say, well, how do I get back to the basics? So your environment is always going to tell you how you're doing. So for example, date night with, with you both, if, if you find that your interactions aren't as, as loving or as kind or as caring, and it's for everybody, not just, not just you two. That's me with my partner as well. But it's, it's, it's important to know that those things are, that could happen. So you go back to the basics of if date night is something that always helps join you emotionally and intimately, there you go. And so it's so important to say, if I don't have these things in my schedule, whatever that may be with whomever it is, then yes, our structure is going to keep us healthy and safe and safe, if you will. But without that structure, once again, what do they say? Um, idle, the idle mind is the devil's playground or something like that. But it basically it's true in the sense of if you don't plan your day out or plan the structure around what's healthy for you, then we will allow mediocrity and complacency to set mm-hmm. in and like, wait, how did I get here? So it's always right. so important to, for example, looking at your house, your house is a reflection of how you're doing. It's a really good check-in for, for everybody as well. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I say that. I have some, I'm here actually in my kitchen right now. I'm like, oh, I have some, some dishes here <laughs> to put away. So I want to have to kind of think about that later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are, we are uh, planning a move over the next year. So um, we, we've lived in this house for 20 years. So you, you know, you bring lives and kids and grandkids and stuff and families when you clean out houses. Oh, oh, moms, can I hire, can I store this over there? So look around the house like, oh my God, you know, open up a closet and I'll say, oh, 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 what does that mean? And my wife, it just means we have a lot of crap. (laughs) 
We are back with Betsy Cerullo. I am so excited. We've been talking today about her book, Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels. You are going to learn so much. I have already because as we know, we all have been called something. We all have been experienced something in our life. And Betsy had her firsthand experience of how when she came out as gay and when people said different things about her, but she was an overachiever as most of us are. And she was able to use those labels to launch her into the person she is today. So welcome back. Uh, so Betsy, let's walk us through that. We were just, just talking a couple seconds ago about things getting in the way, resetting back to the basics of things, helping ourselves get recentered and move forward. So help us understand for you as a leadership development person, what is one of the steps that we can do right this second to reset and to be able to launch yourself into becoming the healthy person we are today? You know, I'm, I'm going to say uh, reflection is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, even look from a leadership perspective. So we we all want to have everything work perfectly all the time. It's no. not always the case. It's, <laughs> I know. So as a leader and, and as a member of a team, accountability is really important. If something's not working, take some time to do, we'll, we'll call it at the office, a postmortem. Mm-hmm. And, and look at, okay, what didn't work? And be honest about it. So what, wherever you're at in your life, whether it's it's a business thing or if it's something personal, just take a minute and say, okay, let me have an honest conversation with myself. No one else is listening, can hear it. It's just <laughs> me. So let's tell the truth, whether yeah. you write it down or you say it, and sure. what didn't work. And oftentimes when you look at the answers to that, if you go back to the basics of what you knew did work, mm. sometimes you find that there's a, just a very small gap. Sometimes it's a huge gap and you have to make great changes. But sometimes it's just a small shift to get you back on track. Yeah. 
which I think is, is so important because that's something we all can do, whether you're in business, in your personal life, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's transition into your book once again. I've shown this several times, but I really want people to see it. So my listeners, um, this is what I'm showing is, is Betsy's book, Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels. Betsy, tell, tell us about that. What is the synopsis of this book? I had some wonderful thoughts about it myself, but tell us what is the synopsis of, of this book? Well, the term shake it off, you know, again, that comes from the years that I played in sports when a coach would yell, mm-hmm. shake it off from the sidelines. Yeah. And there's just, a, there's just a lot of times when you're in a leadership role and, and, you know, and again, a leader, it's not necessarily has to be the CEO or a manager. Mm-hmm. You can be a leader and not have a title. It's just really mm-hmm. the initiative and the courage to, to take the next step, if you will. Yeah. That's leadership. Um, it really, it it really shows you how a lot of times we're faced with adversity for whatever reason, for a label, for something unexpected in life, whatever, whatever that is. And sometimes you have to shake it off to move forward. And I don't mean you ignore it and sweep it under the rug. You acknowledge that it's there, what occurred, you do whatever work you have to do to make a smooth transition to your next step. And hopefully the next step is to take you to a better place, whatever that is. Sure. So I wanted to reflect on my experiences and I, and I, and I put in, in the book some exercises that you can do, but you know what? I also want to tell your, your uh, listeners that, I have a workbook that that oh. uh, people can download from my website. Uh, it's BetsyCerulo.com. It's just a, it's a short workbook with some of the exercises that are in the book. So it's a free download and you can follow some of the exercises that might that might help you. So I'm really big on how to take action, you know, to write your action plan, how many by when. So there's an exercise in there that shows you how to do that. So things like. You know, you just have to take some time to get clarity mm-hmm. on what do you want and yeah. who do you have to surround yourself with that's going to help you get there. Because oftentimes, if we want to be in a certain place in life, the best thing to do is surround yourself with the people that have what you want, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the, the quality and, and, and learn from that. Just take the good and the bad and create your own. Yeah. I was one of my, another one of my favorite quotes is you can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles. <laughs> so it's, it's always important because it is so true because, you know, if I want to get soar with the eagles, I obviously can't hang out with the chickens and once again, nothing wrong with people. But if I want something different, I, like you said, you have to surround yourself. Well, many people don't realize in psychology, we teach that there's what's called the law of the group. The law of the group is basically the average of two zones. So let's say you and I are hanging out together and we want to, let's say I want to be more positive. And so you are at a, you know, on a scale of one to 10, let's say you are, let's say an eight of positivity and I come in Mm -hmm. at a four. So all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm leveling up with you and then you're leveling, you know, you're coming down. Mm -hmm. So that average is six. And so it's so important to remember for all my viewers and listeners that with the people with whom you associate, if they are bringing you down, they're leveling up, which is great, but you have to be mindful of what it is with the people with whom you associate. They can be wonderful people, but if your friends and other people are not encouraging you, so after you, you leave the, the conversation or whatever it might be, if you don't feel inspired, if you don't feel motivated, if you feel right. tired and dreaded or whatever that is, it's always good to reflect on that because sometimes as wonderful those people are, that might be a blind spot that some people have. And when they don't realize yes. that, they may be decreasing their motivation output. They may be decreasing all these different things. So once again, 
time and place for everything, but you have to be very mindful of the people with whom you associate. And so as you want to level up, you want to bring your A game with these people that are already up here, these eagles. And as you do that, all this other stuff kind of falls away and you don't necessarily have to mm-hmm. work so hard with it because you're leveling up exponentially because you're mindful of what you're bringing to the table as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about like kind of to, to piggyback on what you're saying, you go into a room and someone comes in, you could be at a party, a business, whatever it is, mm-hmm. your workplace, someone comes in the room and they just suck the energy out of the room. And you know who they are. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, you see them coming. It's like a neon sign. And so what I've learned over the years is how can I not allow their stuff to get on me? So, there, you yeah. know, there's so many different things that you can do. But, you know, again, you, you, you distance yourself from someone like that, you know, someone who's the eternal victim, they are probably comfortable in that role because either they don't want to take the risks or the, make the changes to have it be different or no one's told them this is how you're showing up. So I'm not exactly. saying that it's, it's our job to tell everybody in the world how to change because, you know, Lord knows I look in the mirror. I've got things I have to change too, <laughs> <laughs> but you can. But but you can you can keep a distance from people that just take from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll know what that feels like because of the depletion. If you feel depleted afterwards, you completely know. What that oh, like. depleted! And as soon as they come in the room, your eyes just roll like, "Oh God, here we go again." <laughs> it you know it happens. So so to avoid that, fill up the room with more people that give to the energy. Yes. Yes. We all have about six minutes left, but I want to jump back into the book because one of the things I really appreciate is you have five different sections. Five Mm -hmm. different sections are the journey, leverage and love your diversity, nurturing healthy business and life relationships, your health and your finish line. What inspired you to break these, your book up into five categories like that? Because of where I'm at in my life. So I, I kind of looked at it as an evolution of, Mm of my own path, you know, certainly as I, as I got more involved in the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, which is known as NGLCC, uh, that's where I first had my company certified as an LGBT owned company. Mm. And that I really, in, that was in 2012. So 10 years ago, I really wow. stepped into that. Once I put that on all our marketing materials, like, wow. And, and I actually won several, more than several contracts as a result of that certification. So it was almost like you got to see that, um, we were being more sought after. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I show the evolution of, you know, taking the step, finding my voice, declaring it and, and also what you have to do to, to stay healthy. And then, you know, the end game, the finish line. You know, I'm at I'm at a senior level in my career. And, you know, for me, there's never a finish line because there's always so much yeah, to do. Course. But <laughs> but but when but when you as you get older, you, you need to take a look at uh, what do, what do I have to put in place to maximize my energy level to be able mm-hmm. to accomplish everything I want to. So it's so it's really just, an you know, an evolution from, you know, naive, good girl from the Italian family <laughs> To more outspoken, and I won't use I won't use any of those words on this program. But you know, you know, yeah, we got it. All <laughs> right, and That's and how to make it all work, you know, and how yeah. to embrace everything in between. 
What I really like is you also use anecdotes of your personal life as well, which is so important because there's a difference between reading more like a scholarly book or, you know, but to really use your own personal life, the anecdotes of what you went through to really show people this, this is how it is for, for me. I'm on this side of it, but this is how it was when I was going through the whole journey. Right. And I like that not only is it a leadership and development book, but it's also I don't say lifestyle book, but it's a self-help book in a lot of ways to give people mm-hmm. the real, the nuances of this is how you do it. This is the blueprint I use. This is the blueprint that many people can use. And so it's so important to be able to have these aspects to say, yeah, not only we're we talking about leadership and development, but it's also the aspects of you, how you show up in your own personal life to be able to accomplish those aspects within your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know there's so many great books out there. I've certainly read a lot of books from Tony Robbins, Oprah, Mm -hmm. I'll go down the list. Now, some of those folks are kind of untouchable to us. Mm -hmm. I'm just a a regular girl who worked hard, (laughs) built a really wonderful life. And because I I surrounded myself with great people and knew when to exit the not so good. Yes. So so sometimes I really relate when I read books to, to, from people like me who, um, you know, are, are in the trenches, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I wanted to do, hoping that it touches someone in the LGBT community or another woman or someone in, in any diverse group to, to look at their life differently. And I'm sure that you are going to help many, many people. Unfortunately, our time is up. We flew by. We could, You and I could literally talk all day today. <laughs> if my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book one more time, this is how it looks. Uh, Shake It Off Leadership, Achieving Success Through the Eyes of Our Labels by Betsy Cerullo. Betsy, where will they find all this information online? If you can, uh, well, the book is on Amazon. It's also in audible form and I uh, narrated, narrated it. So it's got some humor in it. Um, okay. You go to my website, BetsyCerullo.com with more information on my books. And if you want to learn more about my company and what we do, we do professional staffing, adnet, uh, www.adnetp3.com. Excellent. My listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Betsy Cerullo and all of her information. Thank you so much for joining with us today. If this is the first time you've heard this show, feel free to subscribe on any platform you've heard it and definitely leave me a message on Instagram at jamesmillerlifeology.com. Betsy, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. I truly appreciate thank all you, your James. Appreciate you. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.